1: Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world over from yeah. Give a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Give a life bigger than yourself. Bigger.
2: Welcome to Live Big with Bishop Derek Rear. Senior Pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. Visit gracechurchva.org for this message and to find out more about how you can grow in Christ. We serve a big God, and we believe that His Word calls for us to live big. So our prayer is that this broadcast empowers you to live a life so big that it blesses everyone and everything around you. Let's get into the teaching.
1: Uh, Last week, we talked about uh, what we should think when it hurts, This week, we're going to talk about what we should do when it hurts. And we are going to be in a familiar uh, portion of Scripture. We're going to be in Daniel chapter 6, and we're going to begin with verse 1, and then we're going to back into our emphasis uh, for the day. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts. Father, uh, we're here because we love you, we're here because we love your people. Father, folks that are live streaming, people now are dispersed all around this country and globe right now uh, because of the holidays. Father, I pray you keep them safe. And Father, may this word go into their hearts. And, and, and may their, their, their lives be transformed because of uh, light bulbs that went off today. And we give you all the honor for what you accomplish. And the church says amen. amen and amen. Again, Daniel chapter 6 and verse 1. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be over the entire or the whole kingdom. Now, Darius's kingdom, this is the Persian Empire, was massive, uh, stretched from northwest India all the way to eastern Africa. He ruled more of the world's population. Now, you know, uh, 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 the the, the Mongols, you know, they had the, the largest contiguous empire. But this uh, individual, Darius, ruled more of the world's population than any other empire in human history. And you can even uh, probably, I, I believe he even excels the Brits. So this... Uh, uh, kingdom had to be extremely organized. And when he introduces the Persians, he introduces it by stating how, again, they were organized. And these satraps here exercise executive and judicial uh, authority over each region throughout the kingdom. But most importantly, these satraps collected taxes for the king. Someone said that the best way, I think it was Bill Murray, the best way to to teach your kids what taxes is all about is by eating 30% of their ice cream. (laughs) So these satraps were responsible for 30% of everybody's ice cream. And over these 120 were just three governors, and then you had the king himself, of whom Daniel was one that the satraps might give account to them. Now Daniel's people had been in captivity for upwards of 60 years, almost 70. And despite the fact that Daniel was a Jew in a very foreign uh, land, he rose to become one of the three highest officials in this entire Gentile regime. And you know, sometimes our greatest limitations only exist in our minds. And he did this so that the king would suffer no loss. So we've just established in a little background before we dig in today that basically Daniel is one of the three CFO's chief financial officers of the entire Persian Empire. And he's making sure the satraps don't put any of their hands in the king's cookie jar. But I, I want you to notice Daniel worked for people who didn't serve God. And it's not really, this is important, what we do for a living that makes our work either sacred or secular, but it's who we do it for that makes all the, 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 the difference. Colossians 3 and 23 says this, and whatever you do, whatever your job, whatever you do, whatever you put your hand to, do it heartily as to who? The Lord and not to men. so ultimately at your job, you're not walking for your boss, you're working for God. You see, the problem with Moses, when he killed that man, he looked around to see if anyone was watching, but he forgot to look up. And many of us go to work and we're we're, we're making sure certain people are watching and certain people aren't watching when we do certain things. But we need to remember to look up. So you don't have to work for a church to work for the Lord. You could be a cashier for the Lord. You can love your husband, love your wife for the Lord. You could be single for the Lord Jesus said, let your light so shine before uh, others that, that, that they see your good works and glorify God in heaven. So God wants us to be, you know, out of the mixing bowl and, and into these various places on the planet so we can shine our light. There are things I can do from behind this holy desk, but a lot of people I will never reach that you can reach because you pass them on the way to your job. They, they're going to be in the meetings and in the room with you and you want to live a life that they begin to to inquire, what's different about you? You know, why is it you seem to be okay when everybody's falling apart? Verse three, then Daniel distinguished himself again, despite the fact he was a Jew amongst Gentiles, despite the fact he was a godly man amongst the wicked, despite the fact that he was a eunuch among the virile, Daniel still shined. You know, life may be 10 or 15 percent of what happens to you, but the rest is how you respond. Then Daniel distinguished himself. Daniel had just about everything working against him. But because he became so good at what he did, he could not be ignored. So don't worry about being famous. Don't worry about making a whole lot of money. Just become the best at what you do. And all those other things will just take care of themselves with time. So he distinguished himself above, meaning the fact he was a, uh, well, he wasn't a Christian yet, but he was a pre-Christian. But the fact that he was a believer in God didn't give him a pass where he didn't have to to work hard at the job. He he didn't say, "Well, well, God's grace will cover it and I don't really have to do my best. No, he distinguished himself. The grace of God not only covers our sin, it empowers us to do right, it empowers us to do better. You hear what I'm saying? About six people clap, but that's all right. He distinguished himself above the governor's And the 120 satraps, why? Because he had an excellent, literally an outshining, not just a shining, an outshining, a superlative, a better spirit was in him. And whatever is in us is what will ultimately come out of us. You see, most people's non-negotiables are only me, myself, and I. But Daniel didn't live life that small. He lived and he died for an audience of one. And you know, even when I prep on Sundays, I, I thank God for, for 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 the ability or the, the God, God's opportunity to teach you. But ultimately, I'm looking for his approval. And ultimately, as Lord, did I say what you wanted me to say, Lord? Did I do what you wanted me to do? And this is what I need you to understand, though, why, you know, you're so busy trying to please everybody else around you. You know, I'm old enough to not care so much anymore. You know, I've learned even God can't please everybody. So I might as well stop trying. And I've just made peace with the fact everyone's not always going to be happy with me. But why was he distinguished? Because there was something different on the inside. That didn't just live on the inside, it came through in his work, it came through in his life, it came through in his living. And my prayer is is, is that the Holy Spirit, this treasure God has placed in earthen vessels, is not only living on the inside, but it works itself out in the things I say, the things I do, the way I live. Because there was an excellent spirit, some translations say attitude was in him. And because of that, the king gave thought to setting him over the entire or the whole realm. Again, wrong race, wrong religion, but he was on track to become the number two man in the entire, uh, really, uh, uh, I don't want to call it the known world because other people in other parts of the world. But, but you know, from, from India to, 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 to Africa, this guy was about to become number two only because this man chose, chose to worship God through his work. Now, I, I, it's important to worship with hands lifted and face to the sky. But also, there's a place for worshiping God through our work. The reason I don't do sloppy on Sunday is not because I can't get away from it or with it. It's because I know God's watching. And I'm living for that audience of one. Imagine how you might distinguish yourself if you stop working for men and begin to do your job as unto the Lord or to God. This was how this man lived. So the governors and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. You see, everybody's fine with you doing well until you do better than them. How many of y'all know that's right? But, but don't let this, this, this bother you because only, you only become a target when, when someone sees you as a threat. So if someone's messing with you, targeting you, all it, it means is you're a threat to them. But they could not find any charge of fault because he was faithful. Now, now, now this is Memorial Day weekend. Lots are going on in, in people's lives and, 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 you know, there's a little fewer of us than, than normal. But I need a little bit of extra help here, all right? So keep reminding me you're in the room, all right? But they could find no charge of fault because he was faithful. Because he was what? Faithful. He didn't just go to church on Sunday. He lived a faithful life, nor was there any error or fault found in him. Now pay attention here. Every relationship he had had for 50 years, he had served for 50 years in leadership capacity was analyzed. Every place he had ever visited was questioned. Every expenditure scrutinized. But even Daniel's enemies had to admit, that Daniel's for real. And may this be our testimony. You hear what I'm saying? (laughs) Then these men said, we shall not find charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of God. If the only thing people can criticize in your life is your faith, you are in a class by yourself. Thank you for showing up in the room. You pull on that anointing, it will come out. So these governors and satraps thronged, they pressed in before the king, and they said thus to him, King Darius live forever. So they begin with a little bit of, of flattery, but this whole thing is a setup. They had served the king for years and they had studied all his weaknesses. And they knew all of his frailties, all of his flaws, and they're about to push a button. And all the governors, this is what they said, you know, live forever. All the governors of the kingdom, all the administrators, all the satraps, the counselors, the advisors, all of us have gotten together. We consulted together. So, you know, Daniel's enemies were a lot like politicians today. You see, people are a lot like sheep. People can be persuaded to do things that they would not otherwise do if they're made to think everybody else agrees. So they knew what his weakness was and they began to leverage. It said, so we've consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whoever petitions any God or man for 30 days except you, O king. What was his weakness? Pride. Conveniently, in the middle of the word pride is that letter I. And this man could not resist the opportunity to be front and center and the focus of everything in the kingdom. He said... Anyone that petitions any god or man for 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. How many of y'all familiar with this narrative? Skip to verse 9. Therefore, King Darius signed the written decree. So we see here that the government passed a law that contradicted the law of God. So what you going to do, Daniel? What you going to do, 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 Daniel? What do you do when the government and the powers that be say yes to things God says no to? What do you do when the powers that be tell you to stay in your place, stay in your corner, We're going to run things, rule things, and your faith is not even sacred any longer. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, watch what he did. He had a fit. He fell out. He panicked. Started yelling at people. The Bible says he went home. All he did was what he normally did. You see, when your values are clear to you, making decisions becomes a whole lot easier. He didn't have to think about it. He didn't even fret over it. He said, this is what I am and what I do. Everything I have in my life is due to my God and I don't even have to think about it. What the government's saying, what the king is saying, what the people of the land are saying. I know who I am, who I serve, and what I'm about to do. Thank you, Lord. And in his upper room, with his window open toward Jerusalem, he wasn't shy here. He knelt down on his knees three times that day. Daniel was let down by the king he served. His peers, and amongst them were some of his friends, had just betrayed him. The laws of the land were against him. And in this narrative, we don't see any hint of anyone else being in that room or coming to his side. But Daniel knew what side of the bread was buttered. Daniel understood where his help comes from. I'm not talking about standing up for your faith because you're just stubborn. I'm not talking about, you know, get, getting into all these these, these political issues because you just want your side to win. I'm talking about a lifestyle. I'm talking about a man who lived a life of prayer. And when the government said, stop, he said, I can't stop being myself. This is who I am and what I do. Do you understand what I'm saying? Daniel was not trying to pick a fight. He was just trying to be himself. And frankly, church, I'm never trying to pick a fight. I'm just trying to be myself, worship my God, live my life. You hear what I'm saying? Lift my hands. So three times that day, with people peering through his window, unashamed, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he prayed. If God could only teach me one thing to do, it would be how to pray. When life is unfair, when no one else is there, when it seems like the devil got you by the hairs, when church leaves you in a pray. Friends can't be found, pray. When you disparage your marriage, Pray. Church, I'm telling you what I know. When your family walks out on you, pray. Lawyers call it. Pray. Body hurting. Pray. Loved one dies. Pray. The world going crazy. Pray. If my people called by my name would just humble themselves and pray. Seek my faith. Turn from their wicked ways. I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal the land. And he prayed, didn't make a show of it. He just did what he always did. And he prayed and gave thanks before his God. Again, people trying to ruin ruin his, his, his reputation here, destroy his career, get him killed. But there's one thing I've learned in my, my, my short life. No matter how tough things get, there's always reason to praise and give thanks to the Lord. If the hair stops, when the hair stops growing on my head, thank God I got a head. If my shoes hurt my feet, thank God I have feet. You hear what I'm saying? If I can't get another jacket for my back, thank God I have a back. Even though I might feel confused in my mind, but I still have a mind. There's always reason to give God praise. I may not have all I want but I still have more than I'd ever deserve. Hear what I'm saying, there's always reason to give God praise. So in that, that, that room, he found his knees and began to cry out to God, Begin to say, thank you Jesus for another day. Thank you God for another opportunity to live my life. Thank you, God, even for the opposition that surrounds me, because greater that is he that's in me than he that's in me. God, I, I know you're going to work this together for my good. You are good, God. Bad people, but good, God. The trouble surrounds me, but you are faithful, God. You, you're present helping in trouble, God. You're still with me, God, and, and I thank you, God, for your goodness in the land of the living God. I shouldn't still be here, but I'm still alive, God. I'm, I'm still breathing breathing, God, and I'm so grateful for your goodness. And sometimes in, in the midst of the stuff going on here, they say, thank you, Jesus. For if none nobody else has been good, God, you've been good. If no one else has been faithful, you've been faithful. If no one else has shown kindness, you have shown me kindness. And your goodness, Lord, endures forever. But but, but watch why there was power in this. Because this wasn't a put-on. He said, and he gave thanks before his God, as was his custom. I mean, he just kept doing what he always did. And what you always do is really what defines you. You see, if they took, they, they, if they made it illegal to pray in the U.S. of A, it wouldn't change many of our lifestyles. I'm talking good now. And he gave thanks, and you gotta get some good habits. You you know, successful people just have successful habits. And gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since his early days. By the way, if you're trying to get me to stop worshiping the Lord, it's too late. You know, I, I have my moments like everybody, but it's too late. It's too late. See, if the world won't change for me, I'm not changing for the world. Say what you want about this boy. I'm gonna be lifting my hands. You hear what I'm saying? Lifting my voice to the only one who cares. Then these men, he's praying, giving thanks, and and they assembled as as, as he was, was, was praying. And, and, and I want to encourage you to stop being so simple minded. I'm talking to the neighbor, the person next, not you. So simple-minded that in our greatest hour of need, we turn from God. Come on, we walk away from church. We, we, I, I ain't listening to no preacher no no more. Our greatest hour of, of need, we, we, the devil helps us turn on the only one who can help.
2: This is the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. We invite you to meet us online for vibrant worship and strong Bible teaching each Sunday and Wednesday on social media or gracechurchva.org. You can also tune in to the Live Big broadcast on television. So check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have. But until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.